This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Pro Audio Suite. This one is very topical because there is a current case going on between a voiceover talent and TikTok. And representing the voice talent is Robert Zikampalia. I hope I got that right. Nice. <laughs> um, now, I, I, I've come across you many years ago because you're not only a voice talent, but you're also a lawyer. And you mentioned before we got on that you actually got another case going as well. But this one's a huge case, and it's against TikTok uh, for using Bev's voice without her permission and with no remuneration. How did you get involved firstly, Robert? Uh, I mean, Bev actually contacted me, and uh, as soon as she found out uh, that her voice was being used, she called me and uh, emailed me, and we started to talk and started to gather facts and started to, you know, build the case. But uh, she basically contacted me, and I I know Bev um, from a while back, and I think I met her at at a voice conference at one point, but, you know, we've kept in touch, so... Because this all goes back, just to set the scene, this goes back to 2018 when Bev was asked to do a job, which she got paid for, uh, to record, I think it's around 10,000 sentences for the Chinese Institute of Acoustics as part of their uh, Chinese Academic of Sciences to be used for um, uh, for text-to-speech. But that was all the job was booked for. That session has now gone out um, to TikTok. So what are the ramifications of what's happened? Well, I mean, first of all, it was the Scotland branch of the Chinese Institute. So it wasn't, they weren't actually in China. At least we don't think they were. Um, That was odd right off the bat. But um, yeah. And we don't know how TikTok got the files. That's the other thing that's, that's a mystery right now in this case. So, you know, there, there are some things that, if we uh, have to litigate it, that we're going to have to try to find out. Um, and these are all the issues that come up with these artificial intelligence cases, because you you record a text-to-speech job somewhere, and all of a sudden, your voice pops up and in an unexpected place. Could even be three years later or more. And um, when you you record these jobs for these places, it's it's almost impossible to uh, to know where where it's going to end up. So, you know, the ramifications are huge, as you said, um, for this. Uh, but I think Bev is on very strong grounds, legal grounds. So I'm not, uh, I'm not too worried yet, but, uh, you know. When she did that job, did she sign a contract? As far as I know, there was no contract that, that I have not seen a contract. So unless they can, someone pull one out somewhere, I have not seen, she did not sign an agreement. As far as we're concerned, she owns the intellectual property. She she still owns the copyright to the files. Um, so that's our strongest argument, I believe. When you say she owns the copyright to the files, is that protected in law already or is that a case you've got to make? No. Under law, um, United States law, unless you sign a work-for-hire agreement before you commence your work, you own the intellectual property. So if you're you're hired by some, unless you're an employee. So if you're hired as an independent contractor and uh, you don't sign a work for hire, the work that you produce is your property. So all those files that she recorded on her own, in her own studio, belong to her. Right. So under copyright law. Now, Bev is Canadian. 
do they have the same laws? Um, their laws are actually a little more expansive as far as copyright, um, but you could copyright anywhere in the world. So, you know, we filed the copyright here in the U.S. So she could file there too in Canada if she wanted to. But um, ByteDance does business in New York, New York City. They uh, just leased a huge building in Times Square. You know, so they're 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 there. They're doing business there. So they have to answer to New York law. So that's one of the reasons why we're in New York versus Canada. Yeah, yeah. Because that they're the owners of TikTok, of course. So White dance, just correct. that clear for anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the other thing that concerns me, because I know there is a, a, a treaty, I think it's called the Beijing Treaty of Audiovisual Performances or BTAP, which has been adopted by many countries, Canada not being one. Yeah, Canadian law um, is really not going to matter in this case because this is, this is the United States where that, that's one of the reasons why we filed here because they're doing business in New York. So it's going to be, it's going to come down to uh, the United States law and federal court. You know, that, that's the other, it's not state court, it's, it's federal court. And that's what it's set up for, for copyrights and, and uh, uh, cross-border disputes between countries. And as far as the treaty goes, I mean, treaties, I've heard a lot of talk and I've seen a lot of writings about this treaty, but treaties are contracts between countries. So they don't do anything. They don't do anything for individual rights. They do nothing, 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 nothing. So it's made a big deal about this treaty. And the treaty under United States law, audio was was already protected. Um, the, The treaty is for audiovisual works. That's that's why it was a big deal when it was signed. But uh-huh. Uh-huh. unless each individual country, you, you can read it right in the treaty, and this is for any treaty, unless each individual country puts mechanisms into their law, i.e. passes statutes and legislation, to enforce whatever the treaty passed, it's it's worthless. You can't sue under that treaty. It, that's not It's not for individuals. Treaties are, are contracts between countries. That's what they are. So I and I studied international law in, in law school. That's uh, and I wrote on the international law journal. These are the things we talked about, like the international court. In international law, the codification of laws through treaties is actually not as binding as scholarly articles. So it, it's kind of reverse in international law from how we think about it. Um, for domestic law, you know, like domestic law, you'd have statutes. That's the, that, and those are the, the, the binding laws that control. And then you have like common law cases that uh, interpret the statutes. And then you have like scholarly writings, treaties, uh, treatises, you know, that interpret the, that explain the cases and summarize them. That's kind of the hierarchy of a domestic um, legal system, but it's it's the reverse in international law, which is. It's fascinating. It's like the the scholarly writings are are what controls, and that it goes you know backwards through the through the treaties and then the cases. So it, it's uh, it's very it's fascinating. So treaties are great and they're great yes. to talk about, but they don't really do anything unless the countries that sign them do what they say they're going to do when they <laughs> sign the treaty and put the mechanism of law in place that their citizens can take advantage of what's in you know what they this country agreed to do. Well, this being such a high-profile case, it's certainly getting a lot of media traction. On the assumption that you win the case against TikTok, do you 
foresee legislation being changed in Congress? I mean, we have laws that do protect one's copyrights and one's likeness already. Um, right of publicity is protected. I hope that those laws are refined. That's what I hope happens because the whole issue of artificial intelligence and using your voice through technological means without your knowledge or consent, that needs to be tightened. That's the loop that has to be tied off. So that's what I hope. I, I do hope that uh, the law catches up with the technology, but even case law can do that as well. So, you know, if this case ends up going, hopefully it won't go up to the Supreme Court, but if this issue did go to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court ruled on it, then that would become law too. Okay. We discussed this a couple of weeks back with the Sydney lawyer, and um, his suggestion was it wouldn't be a bad idea if you actually put a disclaimer on any audition or a sound file you send to say this is not to be used outside of what we've agreed on. Do you think that would have any impact? No, not at all. Because the problem is, and this is the loophole that has to get get filled, when you're recording 10,000 sentences for a, a client, even if you have something in the contract that says this is only going to be used for translation, if that client decides they're going to sell the file or give the file to TikTok or something, whoever else, it's you, your contract is with the person you did your job with. So the person that has the files that are exploiting your voice, they didn't sign a contract with you. So you've got no contractual remedy against the person that's doing the, the wrong. You, you know, your, your, your remedies against the person that you signed the contract with. And if that's a small outfit, which most of these little text-to-speech jobs are you know, done by little small studios and things like that, then you know, it's not going to be a major remedy to go after the people that recorded or hired you to do the job and sign the contract with you. So that's the problem with these artificial intelligence jobs. It's the third party that you don't know about that's going to use your voice. So you can put all the disclaimers on there that you want, but I didn't, I don't care. I didn't sign a contract with you. I'm going to, you know, I'm buying this off of that, that, uh, you, uh, the people over there. And so that's how they're going to justify using the, and that's still to be seen in this case. I don't know how TikTok got these files. I don't know if they paid. I don't know if they were given to them. I don't know. We'll, we'll find that out during the case. But isn't that another case? It is the case also, apart from TikTok, who have got the files, but also the people who supplied the files. Wouldn't yeah. you be litigating against them? The cat's already out of the bag. But yes, possibly. But the people who did the recording, do they have the means and the resources that TikTok has. And are we upset with, I mean, I'm sure we're upset with them for releasing the files, but TikTok's the one that's exploiting the the voice right now. So it's not the people that we did the job for. It's the, it, obviously they did wrong by releasing the files. So there is a possible cause of action there. But, you know, it, it, again, until we really know how the files got into TikTok's hands, we can't meet our burden of proof against the the company that uh, released the files, there was no contract. So we have to wait and see what transpires with uh, the discovery with that. You know, how, how did the recordings that were done for the Institute end up in TikTok's hands? I mean, that's, that's a huge question in this case, but potentially they could be a defendant. But I mean, TikTok, come on. I mean, they're a $46 billion corporation. I mean, 
who cares about the little guy that, <laughs> I mean, yes, it's, it's morally not good and that, you know, it's wrong that they did it, but, uh, you know, as far as being able to get compensated, we don't need to worry about those little guys. We need to worry about what TikTok is doing. So if on the back of all this, for example, you found out that TikTok had actually paid that original company and bought them those files in good faith. Yeah, that could be a potential issue, but but they if they did that, they didn't do it very very neatly and very legally because they did I mean right. they would have they would have had a work for hire agreement signed, they would have, you know, they would have listed out how they were going to use the files for a, you know, text to speech bank or something like that. So they didn't dot their I's and cross their T's. So So legally they're still on shaky ground. Yeah. Okay. No, that's cool. I was just interested to know. Yeah. Okay. Well there's the, the, the other issue is of course, I mean Bev's one an uh, an English speaking voice, but there are multiple languages and I'm I'm assuming that uh, TikTok have used voices in various languages as well. Right. I, I I agree and I don't know where you know, I don't know if they recorded them themselves or where they got them. Those are all all questions. So so no one stepped forward yet from other countries to say, yeah, they've done it to me as well. Not for TikTok. No, not not for TikTok. So, but I have had, uh, I have another potential case going on against another big, big uh, multinational corporation for, uh, you know, a uh, another multinational voice talent as well. Same kind of issue. And how's that case playing out? That one, uh, the, the company uh, approached us to try to resolve it. So... Hope that shouldn't lead to litigation. I'm, I'm knocking on wood as I'm saying this, but uh, you know, hopefully we'll resolve that one. But it's the same thing, and, and a lot of all of these big multinational corps, you know, the big uh, tech companies, your uh, Apples, your Amazons, your Microsofts, your Googles, they're all creating voice banks right now. So <clears throat> all these little companies that are popping up to record all these little text to speech, you know, that's one of the sources that they're that they're using. So both of these cases, that's what they have in common, you know, some little, you know, small little firm, small little studio did some text to speech and it ended up in a a huge company's hands. So, so if you're one lawyer in the whole of the, just in the United States, who's got two of these cases going, you'd have to presume there's probably more. How, how rife is this as far as you know? This has been going on for a while. I've had, uh, I've had over the last few years, talents bring the contracts to me that I reviewed with them and we were able to get to the bottom of, you know, cause these contracts are also very vague or they could be very specific. They could be, but most of the time they're vague and they say, you know, it's going to be used at a, at a text bank somewhere, but sometimes they'll even say where it's going to go as an end use. You know, it may specifically say this is going to go to Amazon's text to speech bank, you know, and it can be used for any purpose, you know? So it says sometimes right like that in the contracts, you know, I try to negotiate those terms for the for the talents, and uh, a lot of times they won't negotiate. So talents have to just make the decision as to whether or not they want to take the whatever they're getting offered, a few thousand dollars at the time, or if they want to pass on the job. That that's not up to me. I've been looking at these contracts for years now, so I knew that this day was going to come soon. And the technology is just, I mean, from when it first started to now, I mean, it's mind-blowing how fast the technology has gone from sounding really robotic and computerish to sounding almost human. It's, it's amazing how fast yeah. the technology 
you know, went from there to here. And of course, you know, this is still relatively in its infancy, so it's going to go further. You know, the, the technology is going to get better as we, you know, pretty soon it's there's, you're not going to be able to tell the difference, you know, and that shouldn't be that much longer if they, they, it's going at the same pace of the advancements over the last few years. So, I mean, now I, I, I know that, um, in the, in the film industry, the technology is so good that a lead actor that has a full soundtrack, you know, of all the audio that was recorded for the film, they don't have to go in anymore to do ADR. They can just take that soundtrack and they can do the ADR with that. That technology is yeah. now, it exists right now. So it's good in one way, <laughs> You're right? Especially if, if the actor doesn't have to come in to do the ADR. Um, it's part of their contract. But in the other, you know, on the other hand, it's scary. Very scary. The other question that um, we posed on the, the other podcast we did was uh, for online casting businesses that have tens of thousands of hours of auditions stored sure. somewhere. And if they decided to set up an AI company or sell those files, all the people that have donated their voice basically have just signed it away. Sure. I mean, that's another potential abuse. Um, what about just recording things on TikTok or one of the social media sites? I mean, that that's, if you do enough of them, that can be used to piece together uh, your voice, your likeness. Yeah, like so, Andrew's voice in this podcast. There you go. There's right. another one. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Exactly. <laughs> or, you know, like, I mean, even even the, the video deep fakes are, you know, they're advancing very quickly. You know, like the the Tom Cruise famous deep fake on, on TikTok. You know, like he looks like him, sounds like him. It's, a, it's scary. It's very scary. Yeah. So then- it, I guess the question from that then is we've obviously talked about how things can change or things will probably change if you, you're successful. What's the downside? If, if, God forbid, you guys lose this case, where can things go? I mean, the only way I could see us losing is if there was some kind of le- legitimate way that they got a hold of the files. I mean- uh, Sure. So yeah. the law is in, I think the law is in place. The, you know, the, the framework of the law is in place. Uh, of either recovery or, you know, losing on another area of the law. So I don't, I mean, I, I, yes, it's, uh, it's, it's precedent because I don't know of any other cases involving artificial intelligence like this, but I don't think that it's necessarily a novel uh, issue. Um, You know, the right to publicity and, and uh, use of uh, likeness in New York. I mean, that that those laws were passed back in the 1900s, you know, like way back in the 1900s. So it's the same issue, just different technology. So I think the legal system is set up to be able to handle this, but legislation can come in and step in so we don't have to go to the courts. Like that's what I'd like to see happen. Some legislation come in so you don't have to litigate all these issues every time. I guess what I was trying to get at is, is it, if it did fall over, does that legally then leave the door open for situations like Andrew was just talking about with Fiverr where they can just, with gay abandon, go and and, and sort of start using these voices that they've banked without any fear of repercussion? It depends on, yeah, I mean, they, it, they can open up the door for them to 
change their terms of service to make it a contract to say if you upload uh, your files, we're taking ownership of the files. And then, Mm. you know, Mm. that's got to be their legal defense. So, you know, that that would have to be changed, that you can't put that in a terms of service. You know, it would have to be something explicit that's signed by an individual waiving that right. Um, You know, but sure, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, that, that's happening now, I'm sure. I'm sure that there's uh, companies out there that, in uh, social media sites that have that as part of their terms of service where, you know, if you upload something to our, you know, like YouTube, I think, has that uh, on their on their site. When you, when you upload it, it's ours. Yeah, they do. So yeah. why can't they, yeah. if it's theirs, then you're giving them, I mean, you're not giving them explicit permission, but they can, they can sample your voice. They can, you know, uh, if it's video, they, uh, they can uh, use your image, you know, all, all of those things. So, See, that's interesting because you think about that because I've seen that as well. Okay, it's ours. And you think, okay, well, you know, it's it's my podcast. You know, you can have it, but you don't think about the flow-on bits from that, do you? You don't think, okay, well, they now uh, – technically, they now own my voice. Technically, they now own my vi- image. Correct. Yeah, so it, that, that it, like I said, then it depends on who who ends up ultimately using it in the end. Where does it go? You know who's the third party that's using it? You know, and, and did they are they did they have permission? Because YouTube may have had permission to sample, but you know, did they have permission to then, uh, you know, set it to TikTok or whoever for them for them to use it? Wow, what a rabbit hole! So and and that, you know, it's, it's you have to think of the easiest way to think of intellectual property or copyright or you know work for hire agreements is just think about it as a regular piece of property you know, real estate or a car, right? So you you can't sell your tire. I mean, I guess you could sell your tire on your car, on your car, right? But usually when you sell a car, you're selling the the whole thing, the engine and, you know, and then the person that buys the car can sell the tire if they want to, or, you know, they could, they could do whatever they want with the car. But, you know, you like, you, you can't uh, borrow someone's car and then decide you want to paint it <laughs> and then give it back to the, you know, with a new paint job. You, know, you, 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 can't, you can't just, you know, yeah. transform yeah, the yeah, car. Yeah. You know, I hear all these transformative, you hear these arguments about, well, I can take a photo and I can, I can just colorize it and transform it. And then it's transformative and then it's legal under copyright. You know, like though it's the same thing. Like you can't take somebody's car and paint it. And that, that's not, it's not legal. So if you just look at it as, uh, you know, the copyright <laughs> law is it's intellectual property. It's, you know, it's the same bundle of rights that you'd have owning a house or owning a car, or owning other, another piece of property. So if they own the file that you uploaded to YouTube and they, they want to take a sample of your voice, you're giving them permission to do that. But are you giving them permission to sell it to a third party? That's the rub of the law. So. If the legislation does get changed uh, or refined, can that be retrospective? Uh, normally, it's not. Normally, it's um, if a case is decided or legislation is passed, it normally does not go retroactive. It goes forward normally. So that means anyone that stockpiled pre the change in legislation can still do whatever they like to a point. It would have to already have happened, Right. That would already have to happen today for it to be outside yeah. the statute. And then you're going to be under common law. So I'm, I'm still, you still have your right of publicity and you still have your right to, to your likeness. Right. And then when the legislature comes with that law, even though it's not 
binding, you know, the courts could look at that as guidance to say that, you know, yeah, that's what the legislature was trying to do is protect the right of publicity and the and your likeness. And so, you know, even though it's it's not going to be illegal under the statute per se, it still could be, you know, it's still common law. So they could still look at that to guide them. So when, when do you think uh, this will be um, settled? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I'm hoping TikTok, uh, I mean, they're being, I think they're being served as we speak. So hopefully they'll, they'll contact us and, you know, we can see if we can work it out. Um, you know, if not, it, uh, I'm ready to litigate. So we'll, you know, we'll see what uh, it could be. You know, a federal case can, and can take years. Um, Bev and I are ready for the long haul. So, well, we certainly wish you all the best on this one um, because uh, we know the, if if it doesn't work, we're, we're all in trouble. So, we're right behind you. Just le- leaves the door wide open, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I, it's really a case by case thing, so I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't put too much. Uh, like I wouldn't put too much. This is just the the like the first time this issue's going. I think to this extent to the courts, but it, the framework of the law is there. So if we if we win, then it will set up. Hopefully, it will send a message to other big companies that they can't do this, or even any size company. You know that that's the goal. But you know if if we lose, it still does. It doesn't yeah. mean that every small and big company is going to go out and just start. start taking voices and using them willy-nilly like that. I mean, it's, it's you know, you, you still can't use somebody's likeness without their permission. I mean, that that's what the law is. So that still protects each person's voice and image. So that's, that's still going to be there. Um, you know, then it's just going to come down to, you know, was there a contract? Was there a copyright? You know, all, all those other issues that we just spoke about. So it, I, I don't look at it as, as like a, an all or nothing thing if this case is uh, not successful. So just one final question from me anyway. Um, has the union approached you and given you any support? Uh, no, the union, I haven't heard from them yet. Maybe, maybe I will. I don't, I don't know. I haven't, uh, I have I haven't approached them either. So, but it's a good idea now that you mm, mention it. It's interesting. <laughs> Surely they'd have some vested interest in this, I would have thought. Sure. <laughs> I would think so. Maybe they might want to. Join in on the case. That would be a stump yeah, up. That, Absolutely, that, would, that could be a good thing. I mean, yep. we'll see what happens because, like I said, I'm 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 still hopeful that uh, TikTok's going to come in and want to just resolve this because you know they're they're getting a lot of bad publicity right now. Well, speaking of which, speak of stumping up, there actually is a GoFundMe page for this, uh, and we'll stick the link to that in the notes if. Anybody out there wants to uh, to help Bev out in her cause? Absolutely. Yeah, I just I heard I just heard that earlier. That that's a that's touching. That's really a that's a great thing. Well, I think most of the yeah. community voiceover community would be behind you guys. I would have thought. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, to raise money for us, that's awesome. So yeah. Well, we'll stick the link in the show notes. Lovely. Excellent. Well, thanks for jumping on at such short notice, Robert, and um, we wish you all the best with this case. Thank you. Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite recorded using Rode NTG5s and Source Connect, edited by Andrew Peters and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging with tech support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say good day, drop us a note at our website, theproaudiosuite.com.